Good morning. How are you today at 8.15 here on the Sports Wire, KTGR 100.5 and 103.1, and always online at KTGR.com. And we have a treat for you now. The one and only Ian Eagle of CBS Sports, Turner Sports, Yes Network. Ian, I'm sure I'm forgetting something else. How are you this morning? <laughs> Jeff, good morning. Great to be on with you, buddy. It's uh, it's awesome to have you. First off, Ian, we'll get into the great Wednesday night in the NBA in a minute. But first off, what are your thoughts on a Chris Jenkins shot from 10 days ago? Yeah, still, still hard to believe that that championship game came down to that. That that was an epic ending in what was a well-played game by two teams. Either wins the national championship, you accept it. If North Carolina's the national champion, I don't think anybody would have questioned it. Villanova winning was, to me, a testament of the team that they evolved into. I had a chance to see them in Louisville. I was blown away by the chemistry, the belief, uh, the level of play that Jay Wright was able to squeeze out of that roster. And ultimately, I, I do believe the best team won. Individually, if you go talent, player for player, North Carolina probably more talented, deeper. But Villanova had something special. They they rode that, that magical wave that uh, carried them all the way to a national title. And to win in that fashion... Uh, it's unforgettable. You'll you'll never see anything like it. Truly, uh, the only game that I could even come up with that that was close that could have ended the way that it did. Obviously, the NC State championship with Jim Valvano and the unlikely nature of that. Uh, but Duke and Butler, which came down to the wire, and uh, if a half court heave went down, that probably would have uh, gone down as the greatest ending in not just college basketball history, one of the greatest endings in sports history. Well, you also had one of the uh, in, in a Division Two game, Winona State Barden. You actually had to call on <laughs> Anthony Atkinson uh, uh, play, which if you've never seen that, go to YouTube, watch that. One of the more insane comebacks you will ever see. Ian and uh, Dan Bonner was on the call of that one, right? Right, Ian. Yeah, yeah, man, you're all over it, Jeff. Yeah. Yes, uh, that that was a wild ending. If that was a Division One game, forget even if it was a championship game. If it was a Division One NCAA tournament game, uh, that one would have been in the annals. Uh, just like we saw with Northern Iowa and Texas A&M, uh, the ones that made headlines this year. That was one of those uh, hard-to-believe sequences, not just the final shot, but the entire sequence to get Barton a national championship. But uh, you're right. Uh, those stand out in your mind, and as a sports fan, uh, you know and I know, uh, that that's what you wait for. Uh, the buildup was such, especially after shaky semifinal games, that this one had a chance to be a special game. Uh, nobody could have predicted that it comes down to a three-pointer at the buzzer to win it and uh, walk out of Houston with a national championship. Ian Eagle of CBS Sports joining us here on the Sports Wire. Ian, Wednesday night was as good of an NBA night as I can remember to end a regular season. What are we going to remember 10 years from now more? Golden State breaking the wins record or Kobe 60? Yeah, this was the way that the NBA uh, visualized it. When you put together a regular season schedule, the hope is you have meaningful games on the final night of the regular season. And the NBA was so fortunate that there were seeds still up in the air. So playoff positioning was up for grabs. And then these two historic moments with Golden State gunning for a place in history and Kobe Bryant wrapping up his career. Individually, the Bryant 
performance uh, is one that will stick with people for a long time. But what really struck me about it, and you have to probably dig a little deeper to, uh, to fully comprehend it, is when you wrap up a career at that age and you know it's the last game and the team's not going to the playoffs, so uh, look at all the circumstances involved. That means that he's been a great player that happens to be playing for a non-playoff team. He's announced his retirement, and everybody on the team has bought in, players, coaches, that this is going to be one of those memorable performances. For you to get 50 shots in a game, the respect level already has to be high. But to get 50 shots in your career ender uh, means that, that everybody was was on board. So uh, for Kobe Bryant, a fitting way to end it. For me, the uh, the more monumental memory will be the Golden State Warriors, the team concept behind it to win 73 times out of 82, walking onto an NBA floor when you're dealing with back-to-back games, four games in five nights, travel problems, going through customs in Canada, uh, injury, sickness, distractions, personal issues. That's saying something. Uh, to me, that's, that's the one that really stands out because it's the team concept and the fact that everybody contributed in some way their head coach wasn't even part of it for a long stretch of time Luke Walton steps in and does a a spectacular job of leading that Golden State squad so uh, if you weigh everything Jeff uh, to me the Golden State accomplishment is the one that that stands out more has Steph Curry broken the game of basketball Ian yeah, in many ways he has, uh, because we've seen guys that can physically dominate. We have seen guys that can dominate with their will. And the most recent being uh, Jordan on on the will side, where he will just break you down. He will break your spirit. LeBron James on the physical side, where he's a specimen and has skills at every attribute that you're looking for. High skills, Hall of Fame skills. What we haven't seen is someone of this ilk who is not going to uh, dominate you physically, not going to intimidate you with his attitude. He just does it with his drive and his uh, once-in-a-lifetime shooting ability. And that means that not just was he born with it because he's the son of Del Curry. He took it to another level. Del Curry was one of the best shooters I've ever covered in my 22 years doing the NBA. Steph Curry is at a different level. And the fact that people have been galvanized, NBA fans have been galvanized by this guy, shows you that things are changing in the NBA. And if you see him up close and and, in person, Jeff, uh, there's nothing about him physically that you'd say, wow, I get it now. Uh, he's he's another guy. He's just another guy in the NBA, but one that uh, has stepped forward and has rewritten the record books. Uh, it's, it's a joy to watch. They play an entertaining style of basketball. They play it the right way, and egos are not getting in the way. He's a star, but others are respected and acknowledge for what they bring to the floor. That means that they've got incredible chemistry, and it means that they get it. Uh, they're, they're looking to put themselves uh, in the history books, not just win championships, but they want to get into the argument 
of best team ever in the NBA. And if they back it up with another title, trust me, they're going to be in that conversation. Ian Eagle of CBS Sports, Turner Sports Yes Network joining us right now. Ian, other than San Antonio or Cleveland, is there anyone that can give Golden State more than the five-game series? I think Oklahoma City has the firepower to do it. Now, how all of this plays out with the drama that will come at the end of the season with Kevin Durant, uh, new head coach Billy Donovan, and uh, the fact that this team has shown it at times, but certainly didn't play at the same level as Golden State and San Antonio. I just believe they're capable because of their scoring prowess. Ultimately, with San Antonio, my concerns with them would be whether or not they can score consistently on Golden State. They didn't prove they could do it during the regular season. Oklahoma City can score with the Warriors. The question is, can they stop the Warriors? And that would be the issue in a seven-game series. Look, the other part of, of this is pretty obvious. If Oklahoma City and San Antonio meet in the conference semifinals, that could be a battle that takes a lot out of either team. And now you're asking the team that survives it to come back and take on the best team in the NBA if, indeed, Golden State advances, which we all anticipate to happen. So if you're asking me which team in the West would have the best chance to knock off Golden State in a seven-game series, I really believe Oklahoma City would have the best chance. I'm not sure they're going to get that opportunity because San Antonio uh, just may take care of business and force the issue into the Western Conference Finals. Ian, let's look at the East real quickly. Cleveland, obviously the prohibited favorite. Who do you give the second best chance to out in the Eastern Conference? Look, Toronto deserves a mention just based on what they did in the regular season. The issues for Toronto will be how they handle the stage now. Uh, last two years have been knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. This is a better Raptors roster. I think this team is prepared for a deeper playoff run. Uh, do I think they could knock out Cleveland? Uh, I'm, I'm not convinced of that. I think Miami has a lot of upside. Uh, the fact that they've reinvented themselves with the physical issues facing Chris Bosh, not expected to be a part of this postseason run, still concerns over the blood clot in the calf, and the fact that he's taking blood thinners, there's no way they can chance it, not with the physical grind of the NBA. But Joe Johnson gave them a clear jolt, and Hassan Whiteside has played at a ridiculously high level. Uh, they've gotten good performances from rookies in Winslow and Richardson. Uh, this first-round series is going to be a challenge, though. Uh, Charlotte and Miami finished with the same record. They match up very well against one another. Their regular season series was 2-2. Each team won on the other's home floor. Uh, so Miami's got to get through this one first before we, we start uh, looking at the conference finals. But they, they ended up in the better part of the draw to avoid Cleveland. And I think Miami is a team that, that could have something to say before this postseason is over. I am one last question for you. NFL schedule was released earlier this week. As a play-by-play broadcaster, is there any, like, looking at the schedule saying, oh, I'm going to get sent here, here, and here throughout the year? Yeah, I sneak a peek. I, I will tell you, Jeff, when, when that day was on the calendar every year, uh, that was a big day for me because I would try to forecast and speculate. And now I must admit, I don't, I don't even try to, to figure it out anymore. It's an inexact science, and uh, whatever happens, happens uh, to me. 
it's it's exciting because it reminds you that you get to do it again for next year. Uh, the NFL season every year brings so many thrills and drama and storylines and narratives. And uh, that day when the schedule is announced, it's just a, another little, hey, don't forget, it's right around the corner. Uh, so for me, it's it's always exciting. I'm looking forward to it. He's Ian Eagle of CBS Sports, Turner Sports, Yes Network. And I'm, again, Ian, I'm sure I'm forgetting everything, something else with your response, all your responsibilities. You can hear him on TNT tomorrow, uh, Hornets and Heat. You're with, you're with Brent Barry tomorrow, right, Ian? I am. I'm with Brent Barry tomorrow and uh, throughout the first round. We're bouncing around from series to series. So uh, it's it's a great way to to be a part of the postseason when you get to see a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then uh, when things start to take hold, uh, I think they'll probably start assigning us to uh, a more specific series the rest of the way. Ian, thank you so much for joining us. All, you're always welcome on any show I'm on. And, and, and again, thank you for everything you've done for me over the years. Jeff, on a personal level, uh, so proud of you. Great to be on your program. Keep it up. Uh, the fans in Missouri are, are lucky to have you. So we'll talk real soon. Thank you, Ian. He's Ian Eagle of CBS Sports. Coming up next, spring games today for Mizzou. Blake Topmeyer joins us next here on the Sports Wire on KTGR.